Welcome to Tripod, Improved Photography's Nature Photography Show. This show is for the weekend photo warriors, the wave a flashlight around in the black of nighters, and the F-16 users. This is Tripod. Hey everybody and welcome back to this episode of Tripod. Today we are talking all about time-lapse photography and to do that I have the expert on time-lapse photography, Gunter Wegner is on the line. Hey Gunter, how are you? Hi Jim, I'm I'm fine. Thank you. Well, it took Thank us you for inviting me to the show. Yeah, I'm glad to have you on. It took us a little bit of work. It took me a little work to figure out the time difference between here and Germany, but we got it. And we got uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> you are the creator of the LR time lapse software, and so that's yeah. why I wanted to have you on because for me the the in the field portion of time lapse I totally get, but the post processing there's really a lot of cool stuff you can do that I'm starting. to to learn more of. And you make the LR time-lapse software, which I hear so much about. I hear a lot of people talking about it, but I'll admit I haven't bought it. I haven't tried it out just yet. And so that's Ah. why I I decided, you know what? I want to have you on and I just want to learn more about the software. And I'm pretty sure at the end, I'm going to be buying a license because it it looks really, really interesting. So yeah, I'm I'm sure you will enjoy it because it makes uh, many things so much easier. Uh, in the post-processing. I mean, that, that was the reason why I built it. It was basically, uh, at the beginning, it was just because I, for myself, needed some tools. I just started into time-lapse, I think now, seven or eight years ago, and, and there was basically nothing. And uh, so that, that's how I started to, to build it, because I, I just needed a tool to, to do uh, all those uh, adjustments, all those edits, and uh, to do it quickly, of course. So LR time lapse. The LR portion is obviously Lightroom. Um, no, 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 it isn't. <laughs> no, <laughs> everyone thinks so. But um, I mean, of course, it works together with Lightroom, but also with Adobe Camera Raw. But I don't want it uh, too much affiliated with uh, with the Adobe uh, naming. So it's just level and ramp time lapse. Oh, but if you want to okay. think as it as Lightroom, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, level and ramp time lapse. Gotcha. Um, yeah. <laughs> luminosity risk time lapse. Whatever. Oh, All right. If you if you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how exactly does the software work? Like, all right, I just went out and I shot 400 shots to take a time lapse. How, how does it function? What's the workflow like? Yeah, the cool thing is if you if you shot 400 shots, you can even use the totally free version of LR Timelapse. No need to buy any license. So you can just start downloading it from uh, lrtimelapse.com. You have your 400 images, RAW or JPEG, but I'd recommend using uh, shooting in RAW because you will have much more uh, possibilities for editing. And then you just load it into LR Timelapse and uh, you will instantly get a preview of your sequence. So basically, after the sequence has been loaded, you can hit on play, and you will see the previews playing. Uh, so you will get a very good first impression of what you have shot there. And additionally, there will be some curves just showing how bright the images are. So from the curves, you, you can instantly see if, if you... If you have some flicker in the sequence if you have some <laughs> some some other problems 
um, maybe very bright areas, very dark areas. So you basically you see a, a curve that that the higher it is, the brighter the images are. So you can just play it back and have a very first impression on on how well you did in the field when shooting. Okay, and, that's um, nice. Yeah, and I then the idea is is just that you that you define so-called keyframes because you wouldn't like to uh, edit every single image individually. And right. You, so a keyframe is just like if you're animating something; it's kind of the start and the end of when some effect is happening. Exactly. You just from your 400 images, you just think you you would like to edit say three or four or two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One at the beginning, one at the middle, and one at the end, for example. Okay. Um, you will see this from, from the curves and from, from the preview when you play it back. So, so how much changes in that sequence. So you, then you can just, just think about, okay, at the beginning, I would like uh, white balance a little bit different from the end. And the exposure has to get a little bit lower in, in the middle part. So, so from what you see, you will be able to judge the number of keyframes. Just think about the keyframes as the images that you would like to edit. And all in-between images will be calculated and uh, transitioned automatically after this. Okay, so you so don't have I, to I, take care about those. So when I set up a keyframe and I'm editing, I'm you know applying any effect. Let's say I want to make an area, a portion of the video, you know, darker or whatever. Yeah. Um, is is the software totally standalone or am I making those edits using Lightroom? You're making those edits using Lightroom. And this is a big advantage. You, you will be able to use the, the great development engine from Lightroom. Mm -hmm. So you basically every raw file is being supported, every camera, everything. You have the great tools. You have, uh, you have all those adjustments, including... Uh, um, gradient filters and uh, radiant filters and, and whatever. Everything sure. you can think about, everything you can do in Lightroom, like as if you would edit a photo, you can uh, use this for your time-lapse work too. And this is the great thing because um, you can shoot your time-lapse like a photo, bring those things into, into LR time-lapse, just get the preview, define your keyframes, and then you go to Lightroom. And in Lightroom now, it's just applying a filter. Just say, okay, show only the keyframes. And basically, the keyframes will be marked with the stars. So, so you get the star rating in, in Lightroom automatically for every keyframe. Then you just set a filter. Please give me only the keyframes. And then you will see, for example, three images in Lightroom. Then you start with the first image. You do your edits. Then you synchronize the settings from the first to the next keyframe. Then you make the changes that you would like. For example, change the white balance, change the exposure, change uh, gradient filter, whatever. And then just bring those settings again to the last image and then make the changes again. So you just, you take the, okay, the settings cool. from one keyframe, then you change what you, you take over everything, then you change what you want to change and take over everything, change what you want to change. And then you are done with editing those keyframes. You know, ah, you go that's back cool. to our time lapse and then you hit on the button auto transition and this will just um, connect everything in between. So, we'll so, populate. okay. So let's say, okay, so I'm trying to picture this. So I have three frames that I've edited and let's say the first one I wanted to make really bright. 
The second one mm-hmm. I wanted to make really dark, and the third one I wanted to make really bright for whatever yeah. reason. I don't know why you'd yeah. want to do yeah. this. Yeah. So after I, so you're talking of the smoothing between transitions. Is it just taking each frame and it's applying a little bit less and less and less and less of the effect to get it closer to what the middle frame is going to be, and then to the end frame? Is that what it's doing? Exactly. Ah, exactly. Cool. It will use smooth curves to connect all those settings, and uh, so it will get very smooth connections. Um, and this does not only work for the exposure, like you explained, uh, it will work for every tool that you use. That's you cool. Can, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I've, I've done this for a long time with my time lapses, but I do it the poor man's way. I, you yeah. know, I'll just grab 10 images and do a little effect the next 10 yeah. <laughs> images and um, it doesn't, it doesn't, I mean, you can kind of sort of do it, but this sounds way better. Yeah, it it takes uh, it takes for ages if you do this manually, and that was exactly the reason why I started uh, to to build that program. At the beginning, uh, I, I was doing this manually too, and many others in the time lapse uh, in the very very early time lapse community back in the days too. And I know of, of uh, guys that did that professionally and, and were sitting uh, one week uh, on one sequence just to get everything right and just to changing all those parameters. And uh, since I'm a, a lazy man, uh, I like to, to do some coding, but I don't like to do this kind of manually work, uh, manual work. And so, so I just started uh, writing a, a small, simple program just to connect those those uh, settings in between some anchor points called keyframes and just do this automatically because i mean at the end it's just a little bit of mathematics and you and i had to put it into a nice uh, user interface of course then and make it easy to use but this took a couple of uh, of of months and and years to just develop to the to the point we are today but at the beginning this was the the basic idea just to to have less work to do just concentrate on the editing part and let the computer do the the stupid rest ah interesting so that's cool so all right so that's that's a major feature being able to uh, to use keyframes in edit is there uh, what other features uh, could could people be looking at and wanting to use in the software you know, uh, when you shoot a lot of time lapse you you most likely have been uh, uh, hit by the by the flicker stuff so mm-hmm. so basically the, the camera is not exposing every frame like the next so you just get some flickers some frames are brighter some frames are darker this can have a lot of uh, reasons uh, one reason is the aperture not not closing always to the same diameter on the camera because it's a mechanical part and this is something that it's hard to prevent uh, prevent uh, when shooting uh, when you st- stop down your your lens and um so uh, other other reasons could just be um something passing in front of you or or the the light changing or whatever so um there's a very clever feature now in in LR time lapse that will um do a rough develop of, of your edited sequence. So everything that we talked about earlier, you, you just did the keyframing, did the transitions, and then you click on visual previews. And this will just develop those images with the settings that you did in Lightroom with all the edits, and then have a rough first preview on how the sequence would look after developing it. 
And based, based on this, you'll get a, get a curve for the luminance, for the brightness again. And, and this will show you some bumps if you have a flicker. Um, okay. So the rougher that curve, the more flicker you will have. And you will see it, of course, too, when you are uh, just hit play and LR time lapse, it will play back uh, the result now after editing. And you will see it flickering. And uh, now uh, the cool feature is the deflicker, obviously, because it will visually analyze that curve and see, okay, how big is the flicker, fr flicker from one image to the next? And we'll just smooth this out. And the cool thing is it, it won't do that on a pre-developed image. It will just do it on a metadata basis. So it will just reflect it back into the uh, Lightroom settings. So you're not going to lose any quality because the final development of your images will happen at the very end. And everything in between of the deflickering that you do will only be applied to the metadata. So basically, the whole LR time-lapse workflow, you do it only based on, on, on metadata, just, just instructions, like Lightroom mm. works. It's just, if you, if you pull the exposure slider, it will just say, okay, exposure is plus one. This is metadata. Sure. When you hit export in Lightroom, then everything will be applied all together. And export in Lightroom, this will be the very last step for your time-lapse. So everything you do, do before will just be on a metadata basis and therefore have no loss in quality. So the cool thing is you can do that deflicker, get new previews, see, oh, is there some residual flicker? Do another deflicker step if you need to. So you can just refine this without any loss in quality. And this is really outstanding because there's no other solution that does it like this. Everything else, if you go into a video program or After Effects and do your deflicker there, it will always be after uh, a development step. So you will always have a loss in quality, of course. And uh, with LR time-lapse, you will be working on the raw files, that, that metadata instructions, and uh, development will happen only at the very end before you export your clip. That's really cool. Uh, I'm excited about this. I, you know, I've heard so much, <coughs> excuse me, I've heard so much about LR time-lapse in the past um, from, from other photographers, but I always thought, yeah, you know, I can process my own, my own uh, files using uh, Final Cut or uh, using Premiere Pro or even Photoshop, etc. cetera. But, um, but this is what I've been looking for. This sounds really, really cool. Yeah, definitely. You should have uh, have tried it before. It would have saved you a lot of work. <laughs> yes, it would have. Uh huh. That's cool. Yeah, I I love how it works. So when you export a video, is LR time lapse doing that processing, or is it using Lightroom's engine to export the video? Um, of course, uh, the first the export of the of the developed images. Sure. Uh, because Lightroom Lightroom cannot really export a video in decent quality. Lightroom uh -huh. does not that's have a video wondering. renderer. That's yep. that's uh, that's one thing. So what what will happen? There is a special plugin for Lightroom that will get installed automatically when you install Alert Time Lapse. So basically, when you go into Lightroom, uh, hit export like you would with your uh, single images. You just select your um, your sequence before, and then you go to export, and then you will see that LR time lapse plugin there. And from there, you can just choose the name for the video. Then Lightroom will export an image sequence. It's just you can choose between a JPEG or a TIFF sequence. It's just an intermediary sequence. 
that will just ex be exported as uh, master images with all the developments uh, um, applied, all the deflicker and stuff. And um, then in the next step, LR Timelapse will take over automatically from the export when this, this finished and will offer you a variety of uh, settings to, to make your final video. So then you can choose uh, if you would like MP4, if you would like uh, ProRes, if you would like a uh, wide gamut uh, export, if you would like uh, full HD or wow. 4K or even up to 8K or, or more. And uh, then there are a couple of nice uh, filters for the, for the video export, for the, for the rendering. Uh, for example, there is a, a nice uh, motion blur feature that will just fade your images a little bit or make it even smoother before exporting and stuff. So, so you will have a lot of nice features for, for the time-lapse photographers in the render uh, video module too. So at the end, you'll get a very, very good-looking clip um, that is, uh, and the whole process is, of course, streamlined uh, for the time-lapse photographer. Yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, I, I love that. I, I love just being able to do the time-lapse in Lightroom because that's the, uh, I, in fact, I was just looking this morning in my, in my Lightroom, I just did a search uh, for the keyword time-lapse and I found so many time-lapses that I, you know, stood out in the woods for two hours recording that I've just never processed because it's a pain. I don't want, you know, ex export all the frames from Lightroom, import them into the next program that's going to process it and then export the video. It's just yeah. a pain uh, to yeah. do that. And so Absolutely. maybe this will finally be the secret sauce to get me to process my time lapses. Yeah. I mean, of course, uh, time lapse photography is something that is demanding not only to the photographer, but also to the computer that you're using. Yeah. So um, you're processing hundreds of, of raw files and uh, sometimes with heavy editing, so the export from Lightroom is not the fastest, as we all know. And uh, so what I recommend is just uh, preparing uh, two, three, or four sequences during the day. Just just do them with a time lapse. This is really quick. I mean, it's like if you have three keyframes per sequence, then, then three sequences will be nine images to process, and mm -hmm. the rest is just one click. And uh, so no, no, uh, not much more effort for, for you as a human in front of the computer, then you can do something else. And uh, when you go sleeping, just start the export process from, from Lightroom. Let Lightroom export two or three or four sequences in parallel, and everything else will happen automatically. And next morning, you will have your three or four uh, clips ready as MP4 or ProRes file on your computer. Then you can check them uh, if they are cool. It's like and, a uh, photographer's crockpot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still it's still a little bit of work, but but it's much easier than than doing all this uh, this uh, manually with a couple of tools. Um, but yeah, but the faster your computer, the the better. But at the other on the other side, um, even if you have a very very fast workstation, Lightroom will still be kind of slow. Lightroom has never things. been fast for anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I shouldn't say never. Thing. It used to be fast. Uh, three or four years ago, it, fin it started to really slow down and it's just never pick picked up since then. Yeah. 
Well, I think the reason is uh, five, six years ago, we all had uh, six megapixel cameras. And yeah. and, and currently, people's, people uh, start using uh, D810 or the new new Canon with a, with a huge resolution. And they try to do time lapse with this. And I always say, okay, you can do that, but but it will take ages to process those raw files. Right. I mean that that's one of the reasons that that everything is is getting slower because the files are huge today. Mm -hmm. So um, if you if you have a camera with a little bit less um, resolution, it's better for time lapse shooting. Yeah. Because I, I mean, if we most of the people, 4K is still. It's still very, very good. Most of the people don't even have a 4K monitor. So, um, I mean, even if you do 4K, it, it will be 12 megapixels. Mm -hmm. So if you have 24, it's, it's really, really enough. Yeah, more than enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, so you see a lot of time-lapse video, I'm sure. Um, what, what, uh, what tools or what, uh, what techniques are most interesting to you? You know, a, a day-to-night time-lapse or motion or what are you doing to your time-lapses to, yeah, to make know, them more interesting? You know that day-to-night uh, stuff obviously is something that, that I'm... I'm yeah, that I put a lot of work into. A couple of years ago, it was uh, the name existed when I started with time lapse. It was called the Holy Grail of time lapse photography. So I was thinking, why is it called like this? Because no one could do it. <laughs> uh, it was just uh, people thought it is impossible to do a really smooth transition from day to night. And even uh, big productions, expensive productions, couldn't do that. So they just did one sequence at the at the day one clip and one at the night and then cross-faded this. And uh, that's something that I thought it was a little bit ridiculous. I, I didn't want to do that. So, so I uh, put a lot of efforts into research and uh, tried to figure out a way to do this. And So um, how do I do it? Yeah, it's, it's basically today, it's very, very easy because you can, uh, we just take advantage of the huge dynamic range that our cameras have. Uh, so you can you just start shooting. You observe the histogram of your camera, where you can see if you the the um, the distribution between blacks and whites. So uh, let's say you you are doing a, a sunset. So when you when you shoot the time lapse, you let the camera display the histogram, and then it will start moving to the left. You know because mm -hmm. you you, getting you will start losing the the bright parts. It's getting darker. So then when you have a bit of space on the right side of the histogram, you just uh, turn the wheel on the camera to increase the exposure. Ah, so I see. So you're, you're just, just manually watching it and just tick every once in a while uh, that's, that's to match the That's the light. easiest way. So that's how we started doing this manually. Just just uh, turn, the, turn the wheel, one-third stop. It will make the next images a little bit brighter. The histogram will go to the right a little bit. The histogram is just to for you to know when to make the adjustment. It's just a tool um, that that will make it easier for you to judge the brightness of the of the image, of course. Um, so then, as it gets darker again, you just change the exposure. You can then switch over to the ISO, or you can even use the aperture uh, to just make the changes so that you get more light into the camera. So basically, you can go up until if you if you have a nice dark evening, nice dark night, uh, with a with a Milky Way, you can just do it until the end, just 
increase your exposure time, increase your ISO, uh, open your aperture until you have ISO 3200 and let's say 15 seconds exposure and, and uh, uh, aperture is wide open so that you can capture the Milky Way. Mm. So at the end, when you put that sequence into LR time-lapse, you will notice that you get uh, that curve again that shows the luminosity, the brightness of the images will be like a zigzag curve because every time when it gets a little bit darker, then you will be have uh, changed the exposure, raised the exposure, and then it will get brighter again. And then the nature will make the sequence a little bit darker, you will make it brighter again. So this is like a, like a zigzag curve. And if you play it back, it will flicker like hell, of course, because you are always changing the, the camera settings, you know? Right. And uh, then it's just one click in LR time-lapse. LR time-lapse will analyze the, the information that your camera have written to the EXIF data. It will know when you change the exposure or the ISO. And then we'll just calculate a correction for this. And uh, basically, it will just level out everything that you did there so that you get a smooth transition. And um, this opens up the ability to do basically do whatever you want with your camera settings while shooting. So you can go from bright daylight until the Milky Way and back. Uh, the only thing you have to take care of is not leave the dynamic range. So not to not overexpose your images in between. As long as, right. as your histogram looks right while you're doing this, you can do whatever you want. And uh, LR Timeless will, after this, with one click, will calculate all the corrections and uh, smooth out your curve. And this, in combination with the, with the visual deflicker that we talked about before, um, the deflicker you will apply at the very end, it will get you a very perfect transition then from day to night and back if you want i love that this is cool uh yeah. i'm excited I, I okay this is cool all right so how much is this gonna cost me level with me <laughs> what's it gonna do yeah, to my wallet I, I told you you can you can use all this um with sequences up to 400 images and uh um, 1080p uh, just for free Okay, so uh, I'd recommend 400 images will give me uh, times 30 frames a second, so it'll give me 13 seconds of video. So yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, you, I usually, I usually I shoot for like a 10 second mark on time lapses. Absolutely, uh, mostly when you uh, when you cut a video later, uh, when you assemble clips to a video, you will be using shorter sequences than 400 frames. Uh, but 1080p, so. So, yeah. okay, so, so I want 4K, what do I do next? The next would just be, uh, there is a private, uh, private license for everyone that is not working commercially. Basically, everyone that's not selling footage. And uh, um, there's even exceptions for people that, that earn only little money with, uh, with YouTube advertisements and so on. They, are, they can all use the private, uh, private license. And uh, that one is uh, 99 uh, euros. I think it's around about the same in US dollar, maybe a little bit more. I don't know the currency uh, exchange rate now. So um, this is a private license. So for basically everyone that does not do it commercially, this should be enough. You can go up to 4K. You have unlimited, um, unlimited uh, frames 
and uh, all the other features too, Holy Grail Wizard, uh, Visual D Flickr and all that stuff. Uh, so this is all included. Awesome. Uh, and then the pro license is 249 euros. Yeah, the pro license is if you earn money with your uh, sequences and you just said, I mean, if you, if you uh, save two or three days uh, just for doing this, it's uh, obviously that, uh, that uh, people are not not uh, too uh, too bad in uh, in spending that money if if they do it commercially because their time just matters and uh, a lot of time that saves so much time when when editing and uh, but then you have you can can go up with your resolutions too uh, commercial productions today they they uh, they want 8k they want even more uh, and uh, so there are a couple of features for the pro uh, in in that uh, a lot of time lapse pro license um, but uh, those are features that you basically don't need as a as a private user. Sure, I don't know anybody with an 8K monitor. <laughs> that's that's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> even with 4K, it's it's not so many people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yet. Well, uh, and this will work fine Mac and and PC. Yes, it works on both. Um, the the best workflow is with Lightroom. You can use it from version four on Lightroom four, five, six, CC. Uh, no problem, and but you could also use um, Adobe Camera Raw and Bridge um, if you want. But uh, I recommend Lightroom because it's just easier. You have that plugin for Lightroom; it makes everything much easier uh, than than using uh, Camera Raw and Bridge. Cool. Well, uh, I love the software. I'm very interested in it. Um, I, you know, like I said, I've been hearing about it, hearing about it for a long time, but I've been hesitant because it's expensive, but it does look really cool. So <laughs> when I got you on the call before we started recording, I, I elbowed him, I pushed him against the corner and I tried to get a little discount for us. And uh, you have an awesome discount for us. Yeah, um, I thought uh, I will support your uh, listeners, and uh, we they can have a fifteen percent discount on uh, yeah everything that's in the shop on lrtimelapse.com. So it's the licenses. I have a uh, very nice ebook too explaining uh, the whole workflow from shooting until uh, export of the videos. Because, I mean, there's a couple of things when shooting that you should consider, too. So it's just not, not only the software, like I said, to, to avoid the overexposure and uh, why should we use longer exposure times to get nicer look and so on. So there's a couple of things to consider. So I'd recommend that ebook uh, um, to just additionally to the, to the software. Um, but everything will be 15% and uh, the code is improve 15 in one word, awesome. and uh, it will be valid until end of August 2017. Okay. End of yeah. August. So if you're listening to this, reasonable time, then uh, it's it's valid now, uh, but don't wait too long because it will expire. Uh, I, I'm excited to try it out. I really am. I'm definitely going to buy here. Uh, I just need a little incentive. Thank you, Gunter. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> this is great. And, and you really don't have coupons uh, out there for LR time lapse. So it's cool that you did that for us. That's, that's yeah, really cool. It's an exception for, for your nice podcast. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, uh, Gunter, I, I'm really glad to have you on. It was awesome to learn a little bit about the software. I am planning a trip. So the 
So I switched to Sony, the A7R2, uh, which is one of those really high megapixel cameras you were talking yeah. about uh, that makes uh, processing time lapse difficult. Uh, but I love the camera, and I'm going. I'm hoping to plan a trip to southern Utah as soon as the 16-35 f2.8 comes out. I've been wanting the f2.8 because I want to shoot more night photography but it's yeah. only the f4 right now so i have that i've had that on pre-order for a few months and i think as soon as that lens comes out i'm gonna head down to southern utah and shoot some of the red rock and stuff and do some nighttime laps so that'd be a perfect time that, to that, test that this would out be awesome yeah yeah very nice uh, and uh yeah, i'm looking forward to to see something then on your uh, website or blog or yep, we'll do yeah. it all right, so the, the coupon code is IMPROVE15, and that's uh, for the LR time-lapse software. Gunter, it was great talking with you, and we will uh, talk to you another time. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me, and uh, have a nice day. Mm-hmm.